Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. Current events, local, world news, and what's trending. Saturday, January the 2nd, into the new year of 2021. So come on out here this afternoon and join me. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, welcome to my show. And uh, you know, the first one of the new year of 2021, and a whole new year in the making, and what is potentially ahead of us. Hey, welcome to the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. I hope that, uh, you know, you had a, hey, hey, how are ya? Where is, um, oh, uh, Pink Squirrel these days? She out there, you know, keeping busy and stuff. Thanks for joining me. So you make any New Year's resolutions? Um, this year, I put together (laughs) yeah she does yeah you guys you guys get out there you guys get out there stay out there for you know a couple of hours or whatever and then you know restart the show again and that 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 is um that's hilarious but um i generally don't make any um I generally don't make any New Year's resolutions, but this year I did. So um, mine, you know, um, we'll start off with this one here. My New Year's resolution is to be more optimistic by keeping my cup half full with either rum, vodka, or whiskey. My New Year's resolution is to start buying lottery tickets at a luckier store. (laughs) Uh, My New Year's resolution uh, is in 1080 pixel. My sixth one on my list here is my New Year's resolution is to stop hanging out with people who also asked me about my New Year's resolutions. Number seven, I have only one resolution, to rediscover the difference between wants and needs. May I have all I need and want all I have. (laughs) Number eight, I will avoid taking a bath whenever possible and conserve more water. (laughs) Uh, Number nine, a resolve to work with neglected children, my own. At number 10, I will not tell the same story at every get together. You know, that one, how it starts off. Hey, do you remember when? I will think of a password other than a password. And at number 12, I will no longer waste my time revealing the past. Instead, I will spend it worrying about the future. At number 13, just for today, I will not sit in my living room all day in my pajamas. Instead, I will move my computer to the bedroom. And at number 14, I will 
I will not bore my boss by with the same excuse for taking leave. I will think of more excuses. And then number 15, I will do less laundry and use more deodorant. Those are my New Year's resolutions for 2021. <laughs> oh man, that's funny shit. That's funny stuff. Man, God, you know, and then, um, you know, I was reading um, this article and um, God, you know, like we, we, we all are supposed to be, you know, following the rules set out by our healthcare professionals and, and our government. And yet um, people who work in the government um, somehow, um, you know, for uh, one example that, you know, traveling, you know, um, really, they, they ask you not to do it, right? So, but some people in, in our government here in Canada, um, just, uh, you know, decide to travel, you know, even, you know, by being asked not to. And then when they get caught, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, it, it was, I made a mistake. Well, I look at it this way, you're not sorry. And you knew um, what you were doing, you know, despite, despite of, you know, everybody that, you know, are trying to do the best that we can, right? And, you know, being in this lockdown, here in Ontario, um, what makes it what's it what makes it okay for for others to you know go on a holiday to the Bahamas or Hawaii or whether these wherever these politicians spend their their, their holidays you know for a couple of weeks in the winter time. Um, we had um, our Ontario um, finance minister. Um, he went on holidays, um, went to the Bahamas, um, left on December the 13th. And what he did was he made, he made videos of himself showing him at home so when the time came, you know, he made he made a, a Christmas, um, he made he did it like a Christmas thing, thanking all Canadians for, for following the rules and all stuff like that. So he made these videos to be played at certain times, showing him actually at home when in fact he wasn't. And then our 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 premier of Ontario, um, saying that, oh, he had no idea that his finance minister left the country and only to, you know, days later come out and say, yeah, you know, I did. I did know that he, that our, our finance minister left on holidays. And the only thing left for this, for this five minute, this finance minister to do when he returned back to Canada um, was to resign, at which he did. And, you know, the list, you know, the list of, of people who work in our government, you know, just going against, you know, um, traveling, in the time of, of a, a pandemic, because ultimately what can happen, and it has already happened, that um, if you travel abroad and, you know, in like Canada and other countries around the world banned flights from the United Kingdom, and if you had flown 
to the United Kingdom. Then uh, when that ban came into effect because of this new variant of the virus, you know, it's, it's here in Canada, here in Ontario, uh, we banned the flight so people are stranded. Because you don't know what each country is going to do at any given time. Whether you, you flew um, to the Bahamas or anywhere in the United States or, or you went to um, Cuba or whatever the case may be, you know, during your stay, you know, anything, anything could happen and their government's saying, well, we're, we're, we're banning all flights in and out. You know, and then does, does politicians get special treatment, you know, to get a flight home? Um, you know, over regular citizens. So, you know, it's funny, you know, when they get caught, they're all apologetic about, oh, it was a bad decision, you know, didn't really think it through. And you know damn well they did. You know, it's like anybody who, 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 going to try to travel during a pandemic. I mean, you, you, you know and understand the risks and you know and understand the consequences. You know, especially if, if you work in the government. It doesn't, you know, uh, allow you to just, you know, go against, you know, what the government says to do and not to do. So I don't, I, me personally, I don't accept these apologies from these, these, these public officials. You know, and, and Canadians, you know, are just hollering over this right now. You know, demanding that some of these officials step down or they're fired. You know, we're, we're, we all are, are making um, sacrifices, you know, during this, during this pandemic and during this, this lockdown. And this, this uh, financial uh, minister of Ontario said, well, if I had known that um, Ontario was going into a lockdown on the 26th, he says he wouldn't have traveled. I think he's full of shit. That's what I think. He would have he would have traveled regardless, and our in our premier not stopping him from the get go because he knew right from the onset, you know what his fine finance minister was doing, but then try to, um, you know, backtrack and say he had no idea he left, you know, how do we hold how do we hold the premier of Ontario accountable? You know, and this is, you know, just a handful, you know, from Ontario, uh, from Alberta, um, from Manitoba and Quebec, these, these people that work in the government, this is just only a handful of people that, um, you know, posted on their Instagram that them, you know, on an island and soaking up the sun, you know, where all of us back here in Canada are making sacrifices. You know, and only, you know, I mean, if you're going to go away, why would you post it on Instagram? Why would you show yourself on Instagram or other social medias out there that, hey, look, I'm a government official. Look at me. I'm in my bathing suit on the beach. Aha. You know, that's just absolutely ludicrous. And then apologize for You know, that's just, that's just really unacceptable, in my opinion, you know. So, and then, you know, Ontario, you know, we, like, we're, we're not, I mean, we're really not doing, we're really not doing that well, you know, and, um, Get to the bottom of my page here. 
Um, geez, where did it go? It's, uh, oh, here it is right here. You know, I mean, all the testing that we do, um, um, for the, for this, for this infection, you know, here in Ontario, we had logged more than 5,800 new cases of COVID over two days. And that's setting a new single day record. Now this lockdown has only been um, one week today, you know, from the 26th of December till the 2nd of, of uh, January. And this is only one week into this lockdown. And, you know, to have that many logged in, in two days, uh, you know, nearly 6,000 new cases, um, you know, that's got to, that's got to, you know, sound some alarms, you know, because uh, a 28-day lockdown, um, you know, with the city of Toronto, um, there's their 28-day um, lockdown has also been extended, obviously, with the rest of Ontario here. But the city of, of Toronto and in, in the surrounding areas of that city are, are logging the most cases. And this here, I scroll down to this here. Yeah, so um, where all these cases are coming from, um, of the cases recorded Saturday, the majority appeared to be in the greater Toronto area. There were 700 cases logged in Toronto, 713 in the Peel region, which surrounds Toronto, um, 395 in the York region. And they've been, you know, the Toronto and the Peel regions, they've been in lockdown over 28 days, and they're still logging these, these types of cases on a daily basis. And then New Year's Eve, I, I you know, um, actually not New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, um, I was uh, looking at an article and um, in Toronto, um, anti-maskers, again, you know, out there in droves um, in their um, popular um, Nathan Phillips Square, Hundreds of people, not social distancing, not wearing any masks. And, you know, what's going to come out of the Christmas holidays? And, and you know, they're talking about that. We haven't seen any of that yet. But two weeks from now, you know, what are we going to see? You know, as these, as these cases keep going out or keep going up, I'm afraid what's going to happen is that this, this lockdown is, is going to continue after the 28 days. Now they're expecting school kids, you know, to be back. Um, well, from the 11th, I think it's from the 11th to the 18th. I think they want to do some online learning and then go back to classrooms after that. But, you know, if these numbers, keep climbing and, and seeing, you know, almost 6,000 cases in two days. I can see that, I can see this, this lockdown, you know, being extended, you know, which is, which is really unfortunate. And then, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to, to, to small businesses, um, in all sectors of the small business, what's deemed um, essential and, and what's not deemed. Um, every province here in Canada, you know, out of the 10 provinces that we have in the three territories, um, what's class, what's, what's classed as essential products and, and, and what's not, you know, and, in the province of Quebec, um, the shoppers and the retailers are frustrated and confused 
about what is an essential product. You know, so as the Quebecers start the 2021, many are scratching their heads and voicing frustrations about what they're allowed to shop for until January the 11th, when the province's um, circuit breaker lockdown is set to end. Well, again, I don't think that's, that lockdown is going to set the end in Quebec because Quebec has the highest cases um, in all of Canada. And so the frustration voices are growing about, you know, what's deemed essential and, and what's not. Um, while shops deemed non-essential have been ordered to close, stores such as, uh, you know, a, a, farm, a pharmacy, Walmart, Costco remain open. Um, but are are restricted to selling everyday items. You know, a pharma a pharmacy um, here in Ontario. I mean, you can go in and buy all your essential items in the pharmacy because in the pharmacy there's nothing in the pharmacy that they deem um, essential or or not. You know, like you know here here in Ontario. But in the province of, of Quebec, um, the vague wording has led had has led many shoppers to question um, question that rule. And uh, this one this one lady from from Quebec, uh, she was in the process of moving, and she ran out of Scotch tape while she was packing up her home. And she says she went to, well, here we call them um, Dollarama or the dollar store. Um, so, so she says, you know, as she got to the cash, right up to the cash, the cashier scanned the Scotch tape and, and, and it came up non-essential. And the cashier says, you know, uh, she couldn't, she couldn't sell me that item as it was deemed non-essential. Yet, um, you know, Tic Tacs, gum, mentos, all candies are deemed essential. You know, and she says, I understand the reasoning, but not being able to buy things that people actually need, like Scott's paper, paper, because that was blocked off too. She said, it's a bit ridiculous. So I don't know what they're doing in, in Quebec. You know, what, you know, how can you not sell scotch tape? But you can buy candy and all kinds of stuff like that. I don't know. Many shoppers complain about not being able to buy basic and winter clothing items such as socks, underwear, scarves, or winter coats. But she says, I can buy chips, but not a winter jacket. You know, she says she's that she's an essential worker and she takes the bus to work and she can't buy a scarf. Um, they said that we had enough time to get these items. You know, like your winter boots and your coats and your hats and your mitts and your gloves. You know, here in Canada, we have winter every year. And from time to time, you know that you, you know, you may have lost your scarf or you don't like it because it doesn't go with your outfit. Um, you know, your boots don't match, match your pants or, you know, that kind of stuff. And. So they say that you've had enough time to buy all these items, you know. Um, she said that um, when when I work and finish um, with not enough time to get to the stores. So how does she take care of herself? How does she go to the grocery store? How does she find time to go to the grocery store? But she doesn't find time to go, you know, 
during the fall time to to buy a, a new scarf or a new jacket or or mittens or or whatever the case she may need that she doesn't have time to get to the store you know back in you know i grew up i grew up in the 60s and you know my father um he worked monday to friday you know he worked um um from uh, seven o'clock in the morning till five o'clock at night you know banks banks were generally closed at four o'clock there was no sunday shopping there was no such thing as sunday shopping there was no such thing as atm machines there was no such thing as the internet there's no such thing as cell phones there was no such thing as malls and yet he always found time to go to the stores to get what he needed to to provide for his family i mean she may not be from that era you know as i am you know so my dad he would have to go to the bank on his lunch break put his check in the bank and take out enough money for the weekend because the banks would be closed so i don't know understand how how she can't you know find the time you know after work and especially in in the 21st century that she can't find the time to get to these stores because she works Monday to Friday. That's just mind boggling. I mean, how would she ever would have survived back in the sixties and seventies and, and before? How would she how would she ever survive? I don't know. You know, imagine if my dad says, well, um, we don't have have groceries for the weekend because I worked all week and I never had time to get to the store. That's crazy. That's just ludicrous. You know, and, um, you know, this is just a, like a, a, a small, a, a small town out of outside of Montreal back you know and um the government really left it up to the um the essential stores of what to what they felt was um essential excuse me what was essential and what's not essential um you know they, like, like the retailers must use their best judgment and all essential products that are approved to be sold must come from the categories that um, serve the following needs, you know, food, hygiene, health, security, and repairs. You know, and then they, what they did here is they, they, have, a, they have a list of what is considered an essential service in the province of Quebec. Um, grocery stores and other food stores, obviously, drug stores, um, only for everyday essentials, you know, because you're gonna need your hand sanitizers, you're gonna need your, your dishwasher or, or laundry soap or dish soap, and, um, all your hygiene products. Um, hardware stores only for the products required to carry exterior maintenance repairs or construction. Service stations where you get gas. Um, of course, um, the animal feeds and, and supply stores, you know, for farmers and stuff like that. And of course, your pet stores are open because, you know, your pets have to have, have their, their food as well. Um, our convenience stores, 
you know, including tobacco stores that are not specialized tobacco sales and outlets are allowed to open. Florists are allowed to open. Farm product stores, medical, orthopedic and eye care supply stores. You know, there's just a whole list of stuff that is open. But of course, our bars, restaurants, and, and that. And, and she does go on to say, oh, you can buy, you, you, you know, I can't buy scotch tape, but I can go buy alcohol. Yeah, they can't, you know, this, that, that's another whole story when it comes to alcohol and, and why, you know, our um, LCBO uh, wine stores are open and our beer stores are open. But that's a, a, another story for another day because that um, is, yeah, it's a little bit different than, than scotch tape and alcohol. So, but, you know, it's just, you know, it, it's frustrating. It's frustrating for a lot of people. I mean, my my own my my daughter, um, she, she worked she worked um, at a, lo a local coffee shop, and she also worked in maintenance in, in the mall. And um, the coffee shop is uh, is inside the mall, which is the mall is closed. So therefore, you know, she doesn't have both jobs. during this lockdown, you know, and, and hundreds or potentially thousands of people, you know, here across Ontario are, are in the same situation. And like I said earlier about these politicians, you know, just, you know, thinking the rules don't apply to them and go on a vacation and, and flaunt it in everybody's face. You know, that really, you know, it really irks me. You know, like I said, you know, Canadians are, 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 are calling for them to um, resign or be fired. And our finance, our financial minister here in Ontario, he put in his, his resignation. You know, because we're just not, we're just not going to have it. You know, we're not going to tolerate it. You know, I mean, we, I mean, I honestly, I mean, I try to tolerate that. I try, I try to tolerate people that, that just break the rules. You know, blatantly breaking the rules. I try to tolerate it, but you know, we're going to tolerate it for so long. You know, and then, you know, something has to be said and something needs to be done. And we are doing things that uh, involve people who break the rules. And the penalties are, are, are severe for breaking the rules here um, across each province that, that we live in. Uh, Ontario's is pretty strict. The fines are pretty steep. And yes, there is court involved uh, when those cases get to court because the, the fines are going to be more severe. You know, we go from the basic fine of $880 to the people that organize these anti-mask marches and, and these large gatherings, you know, they'd be facing a minimum of $10,000 fine uh, when they go before the court. And the fine goes up for every time you broke that rule and how many times you've been charged by the police, you know, those fines are going to go up. So I was hoping that people would have, you know, a clear more sense uh, of responsibility, you know, over the Christmas holidays, you know, not having these large gatherings. You know, especially, you know, New Year's, because everybody, you know, is happy about the New Year coming in. You know, well, here we are, um, 
into 2021 and nothing has changed. You know, the pandemic didn't go away. We picked up what we've, we've picked up where we've left off. The vaccines here across Canada are rolling out as quickly as they possibly can. You know, our Prime Minister of Canada is saying by, you know, late fall that most Canadians will be vaccinated. And we're implementing new rules on people who decide that, um, you know, whether they're coming home from wherever they travel to, um, or travelers, um, you know, if they're traveling here for an essential service, for an essential reason, the new rule here in Ontario is, or Canada, not just Ontario, in Canada, the new rule is that you have to have the COVID-19 test prior to arrival here in Canada. Now that doesn't clear you just because you, and you have to test negative, but that doesn't clear you of the 14 day self-isolation rule just because you tested negative coming back into Canada. On top of that, you still have to self-isolate for 14 days. Now, people never got the message, and I mean, it's a big world, right? So if you end up here in Canada and you arrive and you don't have that test in your possession, then the Canadian officials will put you up in a place where you will where you will remain for 14 days. So it's a really discouraging, you know, we want to discourage people from traveling here, unless you're Canadian and, and you're coming back from abroad. You know, anybody else, you know, we're really discouraging you from coming here. And that's what we don't want, you know, because it's just really a waste of your time because your visit here is going to be 14 days in isolation. So what's the point? If you're saying you're coming here for business, well, you know, there's other ways of doing business. whether that's picking up the phone and doing business over the phone, or is that doing a Zoom call, or whatever social media that you use, because there is a lot of people working from home right now. A lot of people. You know, people aren't showing up at the courthouse because you have to go to court. You know, of any cases that were coming up, it's it's um, you know through the through um, uh, the media because no one no one's in, in the courtroom. You know your typical business. You know people. You know work in the insurance industry and and whatnot. They're they're working from home. Office buildings are empty. but their staff is working from home. So there's no need to come here. As there's no need to go to the United States for anything or anywhere around the world. You know, yes, there are obviously countries out there that, you know, are, are open to travelers. You know, they don't have, you know, any restrictions. 
you know, but you're just risking a lot by doing that, you know? One contracting COVID and bringing it home, you know, being, being stranded because wherever you um, decide to go, um, all of a sudden, you know, they're canceling flights in and out and you find yourself stranded. You know, I mean, is it really worth the risk? You know, this new variant of this of this virus is 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 you know here in Canada, and I would be to in, in other countries and 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 possibly too in the United States. You know that st that spreads 70 percent faster. So, you know, the other day, my, my dad called me and uh, they live in a, in a retirement home. They have their own apartment in, in a retirement home. And uh, with this lockdown and everything, I mean, they, they really um, don't want, you know, the elderly to be out and about. And they like to have breakfast in their apartment so they like to have their own cereal and and whatnot and you know um i feel reluctant you know to take them just to the grocery store you know the man is 80 years old and just that trip to the grocery store might be a bad idea. You know, it's still a risk, you know, and he has um, a really weak immune system. So my, my idea is, you know, going to get the items that he wants and then dropping it off at the retirement home. You know, and not only that, it's wintertime right now. And, you know, that's really hard. That's really hard on the elderly, too. You know, he uses a walker. You know, um, he's had a stroke. And that, so, you know, it's tough for him to, to, to get in and out um, of the car. And that, so... Um, you know, a little easier for my mother. I mean, she's she's 76, but, you know, I don't, you know, I don't like to, to take that risk. You know, and it's not, you know, you, you, you know, to, to have, have um, COVID, you know, um, um, asymptomatic people, out there who have COVID but don't know they have it and are super spreaders. You know, and then there may be people who just get out anyways, you know, who have COVID and, and go out and about and do their own business, which you're not supposed to be doing, you know, putting the public at risk. And that, so after talking, you know, to him yesterday, I mean, he does want to go, you know, to the grocery store, but I think what's going to happen is that I'll do it for him or do it for them and uh, drop it off, you know, because, you know, responsibility, you know, is in my hands too. So, um, yeah, because they, you know, I mean, they could go down for breakfast, you know, but he doesn't, you know, he just likes to, you know, he gets up in the morning. He has a, a personal support worker that comes in, you know, to help him um, with his shower and whatnot, you know, help get him dressed, 
and then you know so he likes to be in the apartment in the morning so he can just relax and you know have cereal in his apartment my mom and him but they go down for lunch and dinner and things like that but uh taking taking them out he asked me the other day if i could take him to go get a haircut and i said well i can't because you know that's not an essential service and and all the um non-essential services are closed. So he's going, oh, oh yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, that's right, they're closed. And I said, I can't guarantee you after the, you know, the 21st or I think maybe the 23rd of January is that, you know, whether these restrictions are going to be lifted or not of this lockdown. I don't know. I really don't know yet. So... Yeah, this is my last weekend of my holidays. I go back to work on Tuesday. But um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, like I can, I can go in um, to the retirement home where they are because I'm deemed uh, uh, as an essential uh, provider uh, to my parents. Uh, and that they only allowed uh, two members of the family um, to be deemed that. So my older brother and myself are the only two that can go there and go in. Uh, but we haven't, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen my parents. Um, you know, I saw them just before Christmas, um, the weekend before Christmas. And um, we had planned on having them over for dinner for Christmas Day, which those plans got canceled because um, of the circumstances with the lockdown. So we decided that we would just do it another time. And that which we will do eventually, have them back over here. But like I say, we want to keep the most vulnerable people as safe as we possibly can. And we're hoping that the, you know, the retirement homes and the nursing homes and the staff that work there, you know, they're doing a hell of a job, I can tell you that. You know, our frontline workers, not just, you know, for, for the elderly people, but, you know, all our doctors and nurses you know, who are on the front lines battling this every single day, protecting, trying to help others and protecting themselves at the same time so that they can go home to their families too. So a new year, um, we could just hope for the best is what we want. And, um, you know, as we roll through this new year, I hope things are, are, are better for everybody. And we can get back at some point in time to our everyday normal lives. But as I say and said from time to time on my podcast is that we're all in this together and we need to do this together. And the sooner that we all get on the same page, hopefully and potentially, the sooner we get out of this. We can just hope for the best for 2021. And we can forget about 2020 because that was just a complete wash. All over the world. So, and then today, I mean, I'm going to be out. Um, I go, like, I mean, you know, nothing's open, you know, so, you know, just doing stuff around the house and stuff like that. Go outside to get a little bit of fresh air because I don't smoke in the house. And that's so, 
you know, as far as, far as my front yard or backyard. You know, that's as far as I need to go. And of course, up here in Canada, we have the World Junior Hockey Tournament going on. Hey, how you doing? Um, uh, so we have that the World Juniors Hockey Tournament going on here up in Canada. Um, Canada plays the Czech Republic today. And um, now this is the preliminary rounds. That means, um, you know, for any of the teams in this tournament, if you lose today, any team that plays today and loses today is out of the tournament. So go Canada. Uh, we're looking at making it two years in a row to win the World uh, World Juniors and win the world uh, the gold medal. So hopefully, uh, our, our our great Canadian hockey players, you know, from the game that Canada invented over a hundred years ago. And then looking forward to whenever the NHL starts back. That's going to be probably uh, really late January. So hopefully, you know, we're going to have our all our Canadian teams up here playing. Um, no American teams in the NHL will be coming here. They'll have, uh, I think they've been put in like five different divisions throughout the United States in the NHL. So they'll be all be playing down there. So it's going to be different, 56-game 56, 56 uh, season. And uh, playing for the Stanley Cup in August. When everything is all said and done. And um, I don't know, maybe eventually, you know, they could start putting fans in the stands. You know, they don't have to pack the place. You know, um, the uh, hockey, the hockey stadiums hold um, eighteen thousand. You know, maybe they could put a couple thousand people in. You know, they don't need to pack it because it would be a good idea right now. It'd just be a bad idea. But hopefully, you know, even before the season's over, that they could have some fans in the stands, which would be really nice. You know, um, you know, over the summertime. You know, here across Canada and probably even, you know, other parts of the world, the United States, you know, the summertime, you know, you have um, all your festivals going on. You know, um, here here in, in Canada, here in Ontario, it's no exception, you know, to have our outdoor our festivals, unfortunately, you know, outdoor concerts and, and um, other festivities that go on throughout the summer months have all been canceled. Maybe this summer, you know, potentially, you know, those those festivities that we like to go to um, start happening. But that's, you know, that's still six months down the road, seven months down the road. And we'll have to wait to see. Um, I'm not going to get my hopes up, that's for sure. You know, but think positive that could that could potentially, you know, happen. You know, and if not this summer, you know, 2022, it may take that long, you know, to get back to, to doing the things outdoors that we, that we love to, that we all love to do. So um, we were fortunate last summer that we were able to go, um, you know, camping and do outdoor activities and go to the cottage and boating and golfing and, you know, Stuff that people like to do during the summer months. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, when spring rolls around and it's nice enough for to get out there and do those activities again, I hope that we can. Um, but our, like our land borders uh, between the United States, uh, don't expect them to be opening up, you know, coming springtime, summertime, don't expect it anytime soon. Because that land border, you know, basically is going to be closed for non-essential travels, only transport trucks. And essential workers are able to cross back and forth between these two great nations of ours. So at some point in time in the future, you know, um, 
that'll change, but probably not this year. You know, unfortunately, you know, our case numbers are going up and unfortunately the United States is a pandemic in a pandemic. And uh, that's terrible. So, but this afternoon, I'm just gonna just um, relax. I got, I went, I already went out to the grocery store and got my, got my, uh, my, my fix for, for junk food, you know, chips, and chocolate, and stuff like that. I already picked up some beer so I can, you know, have a couple, couple cold ones watching the hockey game tonight and that so if you're if you're into the world juniors you're into hockey um from all over the world uh wherever you get your 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 uh, sports channels from and if it's on there um you can watch it from all over the world obviously because it is the world juniors and during the game times they 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 uh um, show different countries, you know, if that country is playing that night, they show people from those countries watching from their homes. And that's so enjoy the World Juniors. It comes once a year. It is an exciting time for all hockey fans around the world. And uh, if you can get to doing that, that's great. Or whatever you like to watch on TV. Or, you know, uh, like doing a podcast. You know, um, Laura out here um, from whose podcast is it anyways um, with her, uh, her host, which isn't with us right now, is uh, Pink, uh, Pink Squirrel. So I'm sure they'll be on tonight at some point in time. And they'll, they'll be out there um, later on this evening, possibly. I don't know. I don't know what their schedule is. but. Um, after the hockey game, you know, I either come back on here boo-hooing because Canada lost or I'll come back out here all excited that Canada that Canada won. So I have to wait to see what happens. Because I was just, you know, I was, you know, just looking at different stories going on uh, uh, around the world and, and stuff like that and funny stories, you know, and, and things like that too, you know. my my. My um, my favorite list is just like, it's like, it's just like filling up like crazy. And my my uh, first show of the new year, you know. And also, I gotta go back. And I think it was because this brings me at the top of the list here. I can actually go back and look at this date um, when this one was done potentially. Don't tell me it's not going to have a date on it. No, that's not going to have a date on it. That's crazy. Maybe the next episode. Oops, yeah, maybe the next episode after that would have a date on it, depending on what the article was about. Um, Oh, okay, that's going back way back when. Because I believe tomorrow is my one year anniversary of doing a podcast. I believe it was January the 3rd, 2020, that I started, that I started doing this. So I believe tomorrow, is my one year anniversary of doing a, a podcast and, and looking forward to many more years of uh, of being out here and, and talking to you and you joining my show. I think that's just that's just awesome. And um, I, I have um, listened in to um, 
Laura in Pink Squirrel on whose podcast is in Anyways. And that is a, uh, a great podcast. Um, really with, um, you know, just talking about, talking about whatever. I think that's, I think that's just fantastic. You know, so, um, I hope they, uh, I hope they keep going, um, because they are having a lot of fun with it, you know, so hopefully we hear more from, uh, Laura and the, uh, Pink Squirrel, um, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I will, I will, um, listen in as well. Another podcast too, that I just sometimes, you know, during the afternoon, I might be just be, you know, sitting back and just listening to others, uh, others out there of, um, you know, what they're doing, what they're talking about and, um, following them and, and that sort of stuff. Um, like I said, my holidays are coming to an end. This is my last weekend uh, for my holidays. But um, sort of kind of get back to the regular, the, uh, uh, regular um, schedule. Um, uh, mostly uh, Saturday mornings and evenings. Same with Sunday. And then, of course, the Monday morning show, Coffee With You. Um, those will always continue. And um, one thing I like about, you know, uh, podcasting too is that, you know, you can start a show right away. You don't you don't have to, you know, uh, just have it on a certain day or a certain time or, or something like this. I mean, I just jumped on here this afternoon, you know, after, you know, scrolling through a whole bunch of uh, uh, news articles and stuff like that, they can just pop on, boom, start. And um, if people are, are, are wanting to listen, they come on the show, and that's great. I appreciate it. And that, so, yeah. So tomorrow, I, I'm pretty sure, uh, it will be one the one-year anniversary for the Truckers Podcast. And um, I hope over the past year that those people who have, have – have followed me, um, have a, um, you know, come on to the show. Um, I hope it's been um, informative. Um, I hope it's been fun. And that's something that we can carry on throughout this new year. And, um, you know, what a, what a better place to, to get together. Um, to listen to me ramble on, that's great. And social distance at the same time. Um, share a drink together, you know, and um, have a couple laughs and, and so on. Um, you know, it's something that I am going to um, continue today. So hopefully you, you can find the time um, to come on the show or listen later, you know, if that's, if that's, uh, if something like that happens, um, that, um, I really appreciate it that you take the time out and, uh, and come on my show and, and for, you know, and go on other, uh, other podcasts and, and, um, to listen to, to other people and stuff like that. I think that's awesome. I think that's great. So um, thank you, um, ladies and gentlemen, for a year um, here on the uh, Truckers Podcast and uh, many more years to come. I applaud you. And also to, you know, thank you um, to all of our um, essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses, our paramedics, our police and our fire department. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out.
And so we'll bring this show to a close and uh, um, hopefully, you know, after the hockey game, I'm just in the greatest mood as I am right now that Canada won the hockey game tonight and uh, get out here and, and brag about it, being Canadian and the great Canadian sport that we have invented. Um, that's funny. And <laughs> Oh, maybe, I don't know, I might come up with some new, uh, some more New Year's uh, resolutions. I had, um, I don't know, what, about 12 of them, I think it was, Laura. <laughs> oh, man, there were funny ones. You have to listen to the show from the beginning because, yeah, those New Year's resolutions were, were, were funny. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me here this afternoon. And... Um, Hopefully, uh, yeah, I'll uh, get back out here um, this evening and um, do a little show. I don't know if it'll be as long as this one here. This is like an hour, going on an hour and seven minutes, which is good. It's fine, you know. Uh, maybe not as long, but um, and then hopefully, you know, I can listen to other podcasts and, and like I say, maybe. Um, whose podcast is it anyways? They may be out there. I don't know what their plans are. But um, great show they have. If you get a chance, um, find them on Podbean. Um, it's just uh, fun listening to them and that. And uh, thank you for being here. And have a great afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We will talk to you soon. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Have a great afternoon, everybody. Take care. Thank you.